Sunsets from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. This morning, we're just going to share about Janice and Jambres, like really briefly. Janice and Jambres, defeating end time powers and apostasy. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. Verse 3, and many people shall come and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of God from Jerusalem. This season is the season when God will break out upon us. Say amen. I see revival. I see revival. I see revival. (laughs) I see revival. I see God working. I see God breaking out in power. God is stepping in in power and taking over. I see God stepping into people types. God is touching black people, white people, Arab, Asians, Australians, Europeans. God is touching people in miracles and signs. We will see signs in the heavens above. We will see signs in the earth beneath. We will see signs in our families. We will see signs in our bodies. We'll see signs in our minds. We'll see signs in all the earth. If you believe this, say amen. Amen. And the revival will be a cultural reform. Holy Spirit baptism, repentance, restoration, confession. People will be crying out for their sin. This will be the time. We've seen it. We've seen it. And you know, crossing over into this year, the Holy Spirit asked us to pray for revival. How many of you remember that, that prayer group? God, Jesus partners. And we prayed 10 meetings for revival. And then revival started to break out in different places in the world. And we started to see it. And we started to hear it. People are talking about downtown Chicago and the revival that is breaking out there. People are talking about Osprey. Osprey Seminary. I used to know Osprey Seminary when I used to be a visiting lecturer at the West African Theology Seminary in Watts, in Election Remo, in uh, in, on, on Ogun State. I used to be a visiting lecturer at the Theological Seminary. And at that time, Osprey, Osprey University used to be the funding partner for their school library. Osprey is orthodox. Orthodox as orthodox can be. But God visited them this year with revival. And, for, and the prayer meeting which they started, led by ordinary worship leaders or by students, worship leaders, they couldn't stop for weeks 
and weeks. In fact, the school authority could not go on with academic learning. They had to break the revival. There is something happening. There's a heavy rain coming. There's a heavy rain coming. There's a heavy rain coming. And no wonder there's rain this morning because we're talking about the rain of the glory of God. Power is breaking out. Don't stay in the outer courts. You may have been too familiar with the normal, with the dry, with the sing one hymn here and read one Bible verse and speak for five minutes in the time of revival. Your heart will go. People will lie on their face all day day they won't be able to stand because there will be the burden of the Lord upon them people will go to places they won't be able to return because they must turn in and look for a place to pray this is the season when God will break out upon someone and light will fill your room this is a time when angels will come to someone and the power of God will be present where you are this is that season of divine visitation open open up your heart it's the time when the old experiences of God are no more enough and the Holy Spirit of God is about to fall upon us in a fresh way. It's a time when cloven tongues of fire will come upon every one of us. This is that time when the oil of God's Spirit will flow unstoppable, unceasing. This is the time when grace and capacity from our spirit will remain unrelenting and the glory of God will be manifest. This is the time when God is breaking out. God is no more content to sit in heavenly places. Now he has come to live with us. He's come to live with us. Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Do you have any room do you have any room? <laughs> have you got any room for me? Have you got any space for my spirit to live in? Do you have it all figured out? Say, Lord, I empty myself empty myself the power is coming the miraculous is coming oh some of you you've been so long in the shallow side and you don't know that he's going to come anymore just pray in the spirit one more time power is coming power is coming God has heard the cry of his people. 400 years is over. And a new season is breaking out. And the men who know God are stepping into the fray to declare the glory of God. The men who have been with God in the outbacks are coming out now to the streets. They are declaring that this is the hour. This is the hour. I'm tired of the ordinary. This is the hour. And guess what character is in the day when the sons of God present themselves. Let's read the scripture together. One day, the sons of God 
came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them. In the day of God's power, one of the things you have to look out is when Satan presents himself. When the sons of God, this was even not talking about natural sons of God. This was happening in the heavens. The sons of God shows up before God and Satan himself shows up among the sons of God in heaven. How about earth? First <laughs> Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils as we near the end as our steps are on as the final steps are on the sand shore of the earth the Spirit is speaking that as we're ready for this revival, there is also error nestling in the revival. There's also a threat to the work of God hanging close to what we know. It's called seducing spirits. It's called teachings of devils, doctrines of devils. And this is actually where we got our scriptures from. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Let's read this together. These teachers opposed the truth just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are. Just as with Janice and Jambres, we must defeat Janice and Jambres. And the time when the sons of God are presenting themselves, and the time when the work of God is advancing, and the time when God begins to move again, there will be Janice and Jambres. They will come to deceive. They will come to waylay. They will come to dilute. They will come to gainsay. They will come to challenge the work that God wants to do. And this is that time. Be ready for those people to resist you. Be ready for lying prophets to approach you. Be ready for workers of wickedness to come in the midst of what God is saying and doing. But is this the time for the move of God? Yes. Genesis and Jambres were in Exodus chapter 7 as Moses approached Pharaoh. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go. And Pharaoh says, Who's the Lord? <laughs> I don't know your God. I'm not going to listen to you. You think this is a joke? Because this story has it that that king, that Pharaoh, Ramses, was Moses' mate. 
when they were playing together as, as both princes in the courts of Pharaoh. So he just thinks like, come on, you're a fugitive. It's because I know you. That's why I'm not arresting you now. You think this is play? This is a nation. These are millions of people. That's how we build the pyramids. That's how we build the sphinx. That's why we build this image of modern architecture. That's how we created the civilization of Egypt. You want to release the people that we are using as our workmen? How? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Moses cried out, Let my people go! The people of Yahweh! It's time! The Bible says in Hebrews that when Moses grew up, he refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, preferring rather to enjoy affliction, endure affliction with the people of God than receive the enticement of sin for a season. He chose to identify with the Jews. The time has come for liberty. The time has come for freedom. The time has come for exodus. Say amen. So Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 to 13. Is it clear enough? Can we read it together? So one to go. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. And did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials. And he became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers. And these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staff which also became serpents. Then Aaron's staff swallowed up their stars. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord has predicted. Deliverance has come. Salvation has come. No matter how hardened Pharaoh is, it's time for exodus. It's time for redemption. It's time the devil will no more have you in that habit in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil will no more have you in that broken position in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil will no more have you as a slave to the things that bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. The devil will no more have you as someone in chains that he can toss around in the name of Jesus Christ. Say Exodus! This is that time. But at the same time that the power of God is moving, magicians are moving. Magicians are right by the corner. It's a power contest between the power of God. We see this in the days of Elijah. When Elijah shouted out, If the Lord God be God, serve him. And if Baal, serve him. And the Bible says, the people answered him, nothing. You know why? The people did not know. 
The people did not know which one was right anymore. They worshipped Baal for so long. They didn't know whether Baal was the in guy or whether it was God Almighty. This is the time for Exodus. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. We read by chapter 8. Something happened. Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing. Because, because Moses has called up another plague. You know the story of the ten plagues. How plague after plague. This Janus and Jambres and, his, and their friends repeated whatever the people did. Moses called up frogs. Janus and Jambres called up frogs. Moses called up this time something called gnats. And by this time they failed and the gnats covered everyone. People and animal alike. Guess what Janice and Jambres shouted out? This is the finger of God. The magicians exclaimed to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He would not listen to them just as the Lord has predicted. There is an ongoing war. There is a massive, massive war. There is a subtle deception in the war. In the time when we are warring, one of the things the devil will bring you is distraction. Say distraction. Because there is a real war that we must fight. Every believer must fight this war. And we all know this scripture. But I want to break it down this morning for a little bit. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Let's read it out together. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Moses can easily forget what they are doing and focus on Janice and Jambres. Moses can easily forget what they are doing and focus on what? Janice and Jambres. Can you hear how their name sounds? Jingy, jingy, jingy. Janice Jambres. Sounds like a symbol to me. Chicka, 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 chicka. Janice Jambres. Distraction. Light stuff. Janice and Jambres was not the war of Moses. They were just what? Distractions. There was a main war. What is the main war? Exodus. Every time the war of God comes for you, distraction comes too. You can either use your strength fighting distractions or you can fight the main war. What is the war? That you are not like God. What is the war? That God came with power and you don't have it. What is the war that God intended for us to look like Him and we don't and we are comfortable? Lord, 
Lord, make me uncomfortable with anything that is less than your standard for me. That is the main war. That is the main war that you are supposed to be a woman of power and you are happy, dry every day. That you're supposed to be a man of strength and there is no capacity inside of you. That you're supposed to be one who walks with God and power and authority, but you're dry. That is the main war. And you spend all your strength fighting journeys and jambres. Meanwhile, there is a real war for you to take down principalities. Say principalities. Say you're supposed to go against powers. You're supposed to go against the rulers of darkness. You're supposed to go against spiritual hosts of wickedness. How can you ever dare to fight this battle? The first thing is to become like God. So the devil uses Janice and Jambres to get you to doubt yourself. The job of Janice and Jambres is to introduce confusion so that you don't know yourself. So you never stand up. So you never begin the real war. Mm. There is a real war. There is a real war that you need to fight. But you can never fight this war with casual tools. What is the war? Let's talk about the war. This is what Ephesians chapter 6, and we read it and we'll go over it, but it's actually a set of rules of the war that we need to unlock. Number one, principalities. What are principalities? Principalities are demons that governs the rule that governs a city. The normal conduct of everyday city life is governed by principalities. Say principalities. Oh church, you are far behind. I am somewhere in the spirit. Can we join it together? I didn't even hear a yes. Can we join it together? Can you guys come? Come along, come along. Principalities is the normal spirit in the air. Every city has a spirit. Every territory has a controlling spirit. Daniel was praying over Daniel, over Babylon. And he says, the Bible says, the prince of Persia withstood the angel Gabriel who was bringing him the message. Like what? There's a prince over Persia, another prince we don't know, in the heavenly places? Yes, there is. Every city has a prince. There's a prince over Lagos. It is spirit of violence. It's ready to kill. It's just, violence is always just sort of like brewing. Anger. There's a spirit that is agitated. There's a spirit over this city. And if you don't know, sometimes it comes on you. Because it's just in the air. It's just in the air. Can you tell me the spirit over Las Vegas, for example? Debauchery, seduction. Can, can you tell me the spirit over? <laughs> People said that in the days of the wars between the Hutus and the Tutsis in Rwanda, 
that the Hutus were the most docile people you could ever meet in all of Africa. But they were so pushed that they rose up one day. It's like the demons switched and said, you sit down, I'm coming in. The prince of violence took these quiet people and they carried swords. And by the time they finished, 800,000 people died in that war. Say principalities. The normal conduct of life in a city is a principality. So sometimes you're operating under principality and you don't know that you're just leaving the rules of someone. Where does discouragement come from? Principality. Where does uh, you want to be someone in life come from? Principality. Where does the normal city principle about whether you go fast or go slow come from? Like People say about Joss that Joss has a quiet spirit. Nobody drives more than 40 to 50 kilometers per hour. Our pastor just used to say that whenever anybody speeds and overtakes you, they'll say to you, Inazaka, like where are you going? What's the hurry? A sleepy spirit. By 7 p.m., everywhere is locked. Can you see this guy? What do you think is going through his mind? He's totally like, oh my God, Lambo. <laughs> Taken in. Taken in. Seduced completely. When will I ever get my Lambo? Principality is what makes you to want what everybody wants. Principality is what makes you to desire some things you desire. Some things you desire are not your desires. They are the desire over the city. Rained down by a spirit over the city. And this is taught by the cultural curators. They tell you what's cool. They tell you what's not cool. They bring you the allure of the city. They bring you the warfare of the city. They tell you what principles are right and what principles are wrong. All of this under principality. So God tells us that we don't fight against flesh and blood. Our first enemy is what? Principalities. Can you imagine we don't even start fighting that war until we know ourselves? So we're busy fighting Jennies and Jambres, but what we are supposed to be fighting is what? Principalities. These powers, this principle that runs a city. And how do you append principalities? By running by a different principle. In Lagos, the rule of driving is what? Me first. Come after me. So when you give somebody space, guess what you have done? You've upturned the principality. When everybody is packaging and you come normal, what have you done? You've broken the principality. When everybody is doing carrying shoulder, and you come serving everyone. What have you done? It's so simple to append principalities. It's the simplest demon to conquer. But 
it will take all of you. It will take a dead man for you not to be moved because some things are seducing. Ah, their power. Oh, hi, gone. May God give you the strength. May God give you the wisdom to not be under principalities in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone said amen. amen. The second thing Ephesians says is powers. Powers. Say powers. Ah, you guys are so far. Say powers. powers. Say it again. Powers. powers. Anti-God governments. Do you understand? Governments that don't operate the laws of God. Do you know when a government stands up to make unholy decrees? That's powers. Powers also operate in false religion. The spirit of wrong religion is the spirit of powers. New Age, Freemason, Illuminati, Ogboni, Confraternity, Black Arts, Pirates, Powers. I met a young man. We're just visiting with my in-laws to somebody's house. And I met a young man and I said to him, I don't know what brought up that thing inside my heart, but I said to him, I heard that courts are very many in this town. And he said to me, yes. So, and and I, I said to him, so why? Why is it that courts are so many? He says, oh, no, no, I'm a Freemason. I say, you, are you not a member of that church? He said, ah, come on now. Most of us are church, mosque, everyone, we're all there together. Then he said to me, do you want to join? I was like, is that easy to join? Okay, so what are you guys? I heard you guys kill people. You know me. I cannot keep my mouth. I heard you guys kill people and drink blood. He said, no, it's Africans that make it too spooky. Cults everywhere. So I said, what's the benefit? He said, the benefit is preference. We give deals to ourselves before everybody else. So I say, okay, but you rise in degrees. What does that mean? He said, I can't tell you that. You have to join. Powers. Powers. And men are seduced by powers. We're seduced by belonging to the gang. We're seduced by being preferred by men. We're seduced by that place. But we don't realize that we sign, we sign a con contract with death once we go there. I remember when I was passing at the dome, they brought me a man in a Land Cruiser car, dead. 40 years old, exactly on his 40th birthday. His body laid sprawled in the back of his car. And they came and met me. I said, Pastor, Pastor, come and raise this man. He's sleeping. I went there. I touched his body. He was stone cold dead. Then I got a, the phone rang. They brought it to me. It was the man's pastor from somewhere. In that moment when the man's pastor was ringing me, I saw a vision. The man was going from, they were carrying this body from church to church to church. 
And I said to them, I'm going to pray. This guy, if he doesn't wake up now, take him and go and bury him. Stop visiting churches. I didn't know where that thing came out of me from. I laid hands on him. I said, Lord, you are the father of all spirits. If it's your will for this man to come back alive, give him life. But if it's not, you are Lord. Nothing happened. I said to them, there he goes. I prayed. They said, no, pastor, you have to persist in prayer. Later, one of the ladies who was in my admin team came and told me, this man has been in the occult and he signed a covenant that the day he turns 40, he will die. He became so wealthy. He has houses in Lagos and in the east and everywhere. He has many shops and many businesses and his wife was crying crocodile tears having known that this man has a covenant with death. Powers. Powers. How can you sign a deal with Satan and come to God's court? We live in the realm of the contest of powers. Pray guys, pray guys. We live in the realm of the contest of powers. Do you know the power of your God? Or will you rely on a cult? Or will you rely on an institution? Or will you rely on all that other people rely on? Cry out for the power that is real. Your fight is against powers in heavenly places. Your fight is against principalities that govern the world. We cry out for the real. We cry out for the power. We cry out for the authority to walk in the fullness. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ. The third thing was rulers of darkness. Well, if we go back to powers a little bit, one of the things that powers do is to control, powers control new age thinking. I didn't talk, go in, enough into that. It's a very big thing. You understand? For example, many of us, we, we feel like yoga is cool. We're doing yoga and taking all these positions, this Pilates, this. And then we don't realize that every single madras, every single posture is a worship to Vishnu, the Hindu God. Every time you roll your leg in a particular way, that's a worship posture. In fact, traditional Buddhists and Hindus are angry that people are using their worship for exercise. There's so many things. Asian gods have looked like if you see Dalai Lama, he comes to visit Hollywood. They set a special stage for him. He comes among the people. Hollywood loves him because he will never tell you you're a sinner. He will never come about repentance. He will talk about finding yourself. He creates a universe when you are the center. Young people listen to this. They create a universe where you are at the center. So whatever does well with your spirit can just release your spirit. And we're wondering why are we judging them? Behind them, 
It's a garage full of demon spirits. Full of demon spirits. They are not ordinary. They look nice to the face, but inside, they are bordered by demonic powers. False religion is controlled by powers. Let's quickly go on. Rulers of darkness. You know, I wrote an article in Medium in 2016 called, Is the Supernatural the New Cool? So every young person in Europe wants to date a werewolf. Do you understand? Everyone in all cartoons, you see Circobos, the one who drinks blood, Baphomet, the, the, the guardian angel of, of Church of Satan, witches, leprechaun, tarot card readers, Sians, Satanists, stargazers, necromancers, Ouija board readers. These things are all over. Europe is having a full revival of the occult. They are I met a woman traveling between Aberdeen and Amsterdam, and she said, I worship the earth. I'm a pagan. I go back to nature. Mother Earth gives us life. She was a PhD professor who was going to supervise students in uh, chemical engineering for University of Aberdeen. She was a professor, and she's a pagan. She's back to paganism, worshiping the earth the things that Europeans came to save us from. This image of Baphomet is the new image that all across America, they want to plant in strategic places. In Boston, they unveiled this image. And guess what? These two little children look in adoration at Baphomet. And guess what else? Yes, a sword through the back of this child in the original picture. They want to sacrifice children to Baphomet. This is the world in which we live in. So this is the image they want to put in every city center now. Kids bowing down to Satan. And look at this quote from the Church of Satan. Our Satan represents a Promethean hero as depicted in the works of writers such as Anatole France and John Milton, bringing the light of knowledge to humanity in defiance of the ultimate tyrant, he wrote. Satan is the symbol around which our ethos is built. Who is the ultimate tyrant? God. We are rising up in defiance. <laughs> Say rulers of darkness. But guess what we are fighting? We are every day fighting with our emotions. Janice and Jambres. Magicians doing small, small stuff. Liars who come to deceive women. That's what that 2 Timothy chapter 3 says. Say deceive women who are not so strong in their faith. It says those people, kind of people who have itching ears ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Those are the people who Janice and Jambres targets. But guess what the ultimate war is? Rulers of darkness. They ring down and seize people that possess people's bodies. As God seeks to control and use your life, 
These rulers of darkness also intend to invade your life and use your life as a vehicle for their own work. I'm sure many of you think it's just, it's just fairy tales. Like that movie Supernatural, three young guys have a snake sliding between them and they, and they just go around together. I have so many, as I investigated this, I have so many accounts of people in Hollywood who died while doing production. You understand? Of different kinds of movies. Why? They were sacrificed. It's, it's unfortunately, the people who declare these things are unhinged a little, so we don't believe them. So when Kanye West comes and says that people turn up missing in Hollywood, like, I beg, I beg, I beg. They sacrifice people's children. They sacrifice people's families. Say, rulers of darkness. Are you guys are scared? Say, rulers of darkness. That's why we need to begin the war. That's why we need to begin the real fight. That's why we have to forget about Janice and Jambres and get into the real war. Do you know, when we step into God, we become fearless. I'm not afraid. And guess what the devil will do to you? Let's say you have a habit, an anger problem. The devil will manifest in your anger problem so you can become angry again. And you now feel like, ah, ah. I thought I've defeated this thing, so I'm not worthy then to go after powers. Let's say you have a pornography problem. One day you find yourself flipping the page again and you think like, my God, I'm so defiled. I'm not worthy. So the devil comes to you to create what? Unworthiness. What's his objective? Never rise up to fight the war. Never rise up to battle. His objective is to keep you down. Is to keep you down under the influence. <laughs> you wonder where popular music comes from? Principalities. You wonder where social media virality comes from? Principalities. Many of the things we bow to, we don't realize that we're drinking juice made by spirits. Now, this is not the idea of pointing finger at everything and say everything is a demon, everything is cause, everything is obanje, everything. That's exactly what Janice and Jambres actually does. Finger pointing. But by the spirit of God, you know that you are from above. Say, I am from above. Say it again. I am from above. Say, I have divine power. When God is true with you, you will know that Satan, church of Satan, is just a man standing and opening himself to demonic spirits. I want to show a video of a young man who stood and said that while he was doing his role in Hollywood. It became so hard. And he just says, come to me, Lucifer. Come to me, Lucifer. And Lucifer entered him. And when 
he had that movie part done. He started having nightmares for one month straight. He had to call his mom, who was a prayer warrior, to pray a prayer of deliverance over him. Can you see the power of kingdoms? The host of wickedness. So this is the movie called Supernatural, where these guys, cool, young, modern guys, touch the supernatural and play with the supernatural. They play with spirits. They call up witches. They bring sciences. And these are the things we are drinking from popular culture. These are the things we are drinking. It's a host of wickedness. These are the demons which fell down with Lucifer. And sometimes you hear sons of God. Not all sons of God are like us, sons of God. They are sons of God as well. <laughs> they are other sons of God. This spirit world is laced with beans. And God does not permit them to come into this realm. Why? So that you can you can actually have the privacy of calling upon God by faith. We don't see angels every day with our natural eyes. Why? So that you can call upon God by faith. But it's not for you to deny the ministry of angels. It's not for you to deny the work of God. This host of wickedness. These are the sons of God who came into the daughters of men. You heard it in Genesis chapter 6. The sons of God came into the daughters of men. Who were these sons of God? Is this son of God like you? These were the Nephilims. They are the ones who trigger wars. They are the ones who cause genocides. They are the ones who do slavery, race, hatred. Even things like gay rights movement triggered by hosts of wickedness. Lest they are not interested in possessing one or two people. They want to take a whole nation. Let's make a whole nation. Let them fight war. Let's kill millions. Think about that. Let's make a whole generation of young people confused about their sexuality. So a man is crying. I love guys. What's wrong with that? Why can't I love guys? I'm like, no, you can't love me. One looked at me and said, I said, see you now, Pastor Ma, I just want to tear your clothes. I said, no. How can a man look at me with this beard, rough beard, and say he loves me of all the women in the women's kingdom? He's sick. He's really sick. But you can see the thing is controlling him. You can see it's under an influence. You can see he's powerless. He hates it. Don't believe 
that thing that gay people are all confident and homosexual people are very, they hate it. Some of them hate it so much. They hate those feelings. They want to be normal like you and I. What do you think is responsible for this? Spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. A spirit goes over a civilization and wants to confuse them. So that, can you see the people who are trying to do, who are trying to, what do you call it? Go back, reversal therapy. People who are trying to reversal therapy. Children who were 12 had macerectomy, had their breasts removed when they were 12 years old. And their private parts stitched. Then they get to 17, 18. They now start regretting. They want to go back into feminism. And nobody told them what to do. The pain down there, they just tell them to put Vaseline. Nobody tells them how to come back. There's no road to come back. They are crying. I want to go back to who I used to be. It means I could never breastfeed my children. 17 year old. What a burden for a young person to carry. And you think this is normal? It's host of wickedness. That's the real warfare. But we will never fight those wars so long as we stay with Janice and Jambres. Liars who creep in and give you prophecy about your dad. Your dad is a witch. That's a lie. People who come into your house Come to people who don't read the word, who don't hear God, and tell you lies. Who? Give me the next slide. Who is Janice and Jambres? Prophets who prophesy for money. Prophecy is free. The word of God is given by God. It's not supposed to be paid for. A man's gift makes room for him, but it's not you using your gift to turn the key. Prophecy for money is Janice and Jambres. Prayer contractors. All those people who invite me, pay my hotel bill, I will come and pray special prayer for you. Say Janice and Jambres. Prayer contractors. Oh, I will pray mighty prayer. There's a spirit in your father's house. We'll remove it. This goes out not but by prayer and fasting. We'll fast for one week. And when we come to your house, demons will fly. Man, I'm a mighty man of God. You haven't seen my anointing. I cannot tell you how many people have died and lost their lives. I told the story here about one of our aunties who lost her life because she went to meet a pastor to pray for her. She got the land. She was walking in customs, got the land. And the pastor said they wanted to pray for her. They invited her to the office to come with the land paper so they can anoint the land papers. The pastor and his collaborators killed the woman, custom officer, in the pastor's office and took the land. The police found them later. They are in prison now. But that woman is dead because no discernment. You won't pray for yourself. They're looking for prayer contractors. 
That guy came one day. I want to lay hands on me. I want if you lay your hands on me. <laughs> Be aware. I didn't even know then because it was just a normal guy coming and praying over everybody. Came to me. I warned him if you lay, if you lay on. The answer is like, oh, come on now. Why so aggressive? You don't know what spirits, what unctions you collect when people lay hands on you. The powerless people, the people who don't know their God are victims, victims of liars, victims of fraudulent men. Worship for a reward. Worship leaders who are always looking for somebody. Do you want to worship in your house? Do you want to come to my worship meeting? I will give you special worship. I'm a worshiper like this. Eh? When I worship here, hi. Worship for a reward. Say Janice and Jambres. Preach to be paid. So you think it's only worship leaders I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about pastors as well. So Pastor Nigel will just have his own church. I will have my church. Pastor Nigel, when you start your church, if you invite me, my price is $2,000. If you come and preach, your price is $2,000. And can I tell you something? Pastor Nigel never accepts anything for preaching. Once I sent him a love offering, two months later, I saw exactly the love offering amount back in the church account. The things I didn't know, I just kept quiet. The pastors in this house give to the work. They give. They're the biggest givers. They don't preach for a reward. Anyone you see of them standing, that's why I'm so excited about their growth. That's why I'm excited about their expansion. That's why I'm excited about what God is doing. They don't preach for a reward. They preach because their heart flames for God. We don't preach for a reward. We don't preach to be paid. It doesn't mean that God doesn't pay them. God is the most generous man you can work for. None of them is broke. None of them is poor. None of them is beggarly. But you cannot be asking God to pay you up front. Say Janice and Jambres. The king pays and Janice and Jambres does the dancing. I said this before. The Bible says, a man's gift makes room for him. What does that mean? I've heard that taught in prophetic schools, that if you are prophetic and you give a prophecy, your gift will open door. So all I need to do is, let me see who is going to be president in Nigeria. <laughs> Sorry, I tell you guys that I have no chills. I have to say the whole word of God so the church can be cleansed. If I give prophecy that is Pete O.B., when he becomes president, it will go all over newspaper that I am the one who called him out as president. 
then he will call me and I will be personal prophet to the president. I'm bad, right? <laughs> that is you engineering your gift. Your gift is not making room for you. You are the one with the tools, using your gift as a toolkit. How to rise to prominence by the prophetic. How to build towers by the apostolic. How to gather congregation by the pastoral. So when you hug people, the hug is a lie. All you're thinking about is how they can be yours. I share with many people, I don't even invite them to church. I'm the pastor. When I share with you, it's about you and God. The church must be a tool to enable your journey towards God. The church is not the object that I need to build. I need to build the people of God wherever they may be. You don't have to come to the church I pastor for me to bring you the gospel. Preach to someone right now. Say you must desist from using Janice and Jambres. That is not your call. That is not what God wants from you. Can you give your heart to God? Point your attention back to God. Get back into the war. The real war. Janice and Jambri is a distraction for everybody. They will come to you and give you a prophecy. This year is your year of marriage. <laughs> and you know I could easily do that. The Lord said to me last night. That he's just so interested in making some people billionaires in this church. Just at 4 a.m., I woke up and I couldn't sleep. I lost my sleep. The Lord will not let me sleep. Liar, Janice and Jambres. But if you want God to move in your life, you have to move towards God. Take the first step of faith. The Lord is saying, give 1.5 million to this anointing you see. This anointing you see, <laughs> I've raised kings. <laughs> we have the entire toolkit. We can wax it real. Can you see? Can you hear that plate again? <laughs> we can do the game.
The Bible says, woe to him who uses the name of the Lord in treachery. Woe to him. Kinda shakalatam now we get the people of God chasing marbles. The real warfare is left unattended. That we are busy jingling and jangling away while the nations de get destroyed and the devil has a foothold on the earth. While the church never wakes up, everybody's happy to stay in the stupor of where they are. And then the nations are destroyed. Then the powers, then the rulers of darkness, then the principalities begin to hold sway as the church of God sleep, as the church of God pay no attention to the real war because liars have crept in into our homes, into our affairs to lie to us because we had no diligence to steward the word of God. Lord, have mercy on your sons and daughters. Have mercy on men who call upon your name. Have mercy on lying prophets who prophesy for a reward. Have mercy on pastors who try to own people. Have mercy, oh God, on apostles who stamp on people's heads. Have mercy, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why do Janis and Jambres persist? Number one, when you deputize men to God for yourself. Do you understand? You send men to worship God on your behalf. You yourself, you're not worshiping. Number two, laziness. Just too simply lazy to stand up and pray for yourself or to study the word. Number three, religion and trauma response. The reason why you're not doing God today is because of what happened before when you did him before. So a pastor told you, come and walk with me. You saw the pastor doing mighty miracles. You don't know that miracles are gifts. You understand? I've seen people who dream perfect dream. They're not even born again. They will tell you, ah, I saw a train accident. You just reopen as you're waking up the train accident. They'll tell you, I saw... This. The gifts are not even hallowed. In fact, they even tell God, please take these dreams from me. I don't want to see. As you begin to journey in the spirit, you know that you are supposed to consecrate every gift God gives to you. And character is the way by which you surround your gift with life. That your message matches your life that your life matches your, me your message number four reason why Janice and Jambres are real is the case of this life have you ever been so broke you're out of work no money nothing nothing to happen you beg for a living Everything you tried to do fell apart. So it's not all the time that is because you have itching ears. Sometimes exactly really life situations. You're going through a bad place. 
As a result, every promise of God looks to you like sawdust. Until a man comes who has the fields. A woman comes to your house who feels like she has it all together and knows God. And some of you think like exactly, exactly people who are dry, that are very holy. You know, like I have to go to Yanekpaja to find a mighty man of God. Island pastors are too touche. They don't used to pray. Some of you also think like it's the men of God who have presence that are powerful. It was in the prayer meeting on Saturday, I told the story of a young pastor from, was he here in church? I told the story of the pastor from Zambia who went to preach in America. Went to preach in this large church. The Holy Spirit moved massively. Everybody was saying, wow. People were crying, poor on the floor. After I finished preaching, went to his hotel room. Two guys visited him. He said, man of God. He said, come in, come in. He said, we're mightily blessed. The guy knelt and said, God, I thank you. He stood up. He said, do you know what you have? Pastor, do you know what you have? My God, everybody was out of their socks today. Man said, glory be to God. He said to them, they said to him, we can make you now that you're in America, we get you paperwork. We make you write a book. You preach some sermons. We'll get you onto opera, get you onto the morning show, get you onto ABC America, just spotlight you in particular places. And very soon, everybody will be asking after you, do you know what you have, man of God? The guy fell on his knees, started crying. Then they said to him, Here's the paper sign that will be your. Yeah. We'll package you for the nation. Could it be that some of the leaders of the body of Christ just happen to show up in the right Instagram page, in the right show, and we're raising those men as leaders when in heaven they are not recognized? So we like their gift which is the gifts of language, how they arrange facts. And we've raised them to the level of deities. Meanwhile, in heaven, they are not known. And when we find these kind of experiences, Janice and Jambres, so many preachers, Janice and Jambres, Look at the quality the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says these people go to manipulate. Number one thing they do is what? I can't hear you. The number one thing they do is what? Manipulation. And the kind of people they manipulate are what? Gullible people. It says women. Please don't, women, don't be upset. But that's what he says. They manipulate the people who are ever learning. Say ever learning. Do you know how many platforms we have right now for prayer? Ever learning. Ever praying. 
never reaching God. They also look at people with needs. There's a whole church that is miracle mongering. The whole idea of our coming to God is not God we want. If God can give us what we want, we probably don't want his wahala. God said to me, adios. You guys understand? It's almost like God said to me, I like you, you know, you're like me. Don't be too close. Because you always have fire, fire. Lord, every time you come, I must cry. I must fall down. I don't want too much. God, I love you. You love me. We know. Uh Don't be too close. That's where many of us are. We can get the protection of God, get money in abundance. All our children are okay. We don't want that heavy presence of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. How to defeat Janice and Jambres. Let's read this together. Number one, know God for yourself. Because the Bible says, those that Aha. Uh-huh. Can somebody find that scripture for us? Those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Number two, rise up in prayer and the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. And to observe, to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Number three. Challenge tradition. By your tradition, you make the word of God of known effect. So challenge tradition. Number four. Offer your life. The Bible says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their affections. These are four scriptures that will help you whenever you find Janice and J. J and J. How to defeat J and J. Jingo and Jingo Christians. Jingo and Jingo prophet. Once they come to your house, look at your neighbor and say, J and J. Once you see them doing their stuff, say, look at your neighbor and say, J and J. (laughs) Rise up and know the Lord. Wake up and smell the coffee of his holiness. Let the lilies of the presence of God line the pathway of your life. Let the aroma of his oil be delightsome to you. Let the fragrance that flows out of his presence delight you. Sometimes when we are worshiping, we can even smell the aroma of his presence. His fragrance fills the room. Another song says, his holy presence fills this room. This is holy ground. So come and bow. 
Thou shalt love the Lord your God. Say, I love you, Lord. The love for God is the real way to de defeat Janice and Jambres. You must love God's ways. You must love how God works. You must love how he is. You must, you must enjoy him. You must delight yourself in him. And when you do, you can never be deceived. You can never be deceived. Say, I can never be deceived because I love the Lord my God. Hallelujah. Once again, the power of God is breaking out and God is coming upon the people and miracles, signs and wonders will fill the heavens above and the earth beneath. There's the sound of revival. Cultures will change. Holy Spirit baptism will fill cities. Repentance will flood the earth. There will be restoration. Men will be changed. The altar of fire will be birthed. The power of God will break out upon nations and God will announce again, Exodus! Pharaoh! Let my people go! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I don't think you are excited. The sound of freedom is coming. The sound of revival is coming. The sound of power is flowing out. God will change the no more and bring his people to a new place. By the Spirit of God, the people will find their God. There will be expression of power and glory and strength. Hallelujah. Say Exodus. It's not Janice and Jambres that we're looking for. It's not small people who come to our house and tell us stories. It's not lying prophets who are looking for. Janice and Jambres out it's time for Exodus you'll be disgraced this hour this is the time for the disgrace of lying prophets all these people who lie in the Lord's name your days are numbered and God will sound alarm and raise true prophets who stand for him God will raise men who speak his truth even if it's difficult this man will speak for Yahweh God will raise ordinary people who nobody knows and they will speak the voice of heaven. God will take people from the outbox, the rejected ones, the unacknowledged ones, the unnoticed ones, and he will bring them to speak for him. God will raise you. Say he will raise me. Oh, God will raise you. You are God's tool. Say he will raise me. Oh, I can't hear you say, God will raise me. As ordinary as you may seem in your own eyes, God will raise you to be his voice. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 